say. For God, you said you resist the proud, but you give grace unto the humble. So I bind pride in this room. In the name of Jesus, I command pride to go in Jesus' name. And I thank you, God, for a move of your spirit on today, God. I thank you that people are being healed. They're being delivered. They're being set free. God, they're saying, what must I do to be saved, God? God, I thank you for your angels, God. Your angels, your ministering angels, as this word go forth, they're carrying this word, God, where you need for this word to go in Jesus' name. Give your people itching ears, God. Allow them to open up their heart unto this word in Jesus' name. And God, I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives on the inside of me. And for that, I give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hallelujah. We want to continue our teaching on how well do you know God? How well do you know him? And we keep, God allows me to add to it each time. And last week, I taught on preparing your heart. Preparing your heart. So let's go back into Ezra, the seventh chapter, and let's hear what God has to say. Ezra, the seventh chapter, and I'm reading verse 10. Ezra, the seventh chapter, verse 10. And the King James Bible says, version says, For Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord, and to do it, and to teach in Israel statues and judgments. You may be seated. The Bible says that Ezra had to prepare his heart to seek the Lord. And this is what God is saying. When we know him, the closer we um, become to knowing him, that's when our hearts are getting prepared. That's when our hearts are made ready to seek, inquire after the things of God. Now, we know Ezra was a scribe in the law, and he was leading the Israelites out of bondage, well, Babylon, until Jerusalem. And in order for him to do this, he was teaching them the ways of God. He was teaching them God's way of doing things, but Ezra had to be the first partaker of what he was teaching. And I think the problem that goes on in the churches is people want to teach, they want to preach, but they don't want to go into the word of God to study, to show themselves approved, a workman who need not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. You cannot give somebody something you don't know. That's why the Bible says that when you know the truth, that's when you are made free. But in order to know it, you have to continue in it. You have to abide there. You have to remain there. You cannot just go there one day and pick it up in two weeks. You have to continue to be in the truth. And that's how people know that you're followers of Jesus Christ. Because your lifestyle have changed. You're not doing the same thing. You're not saying the same things. You're not going to, to the places that that you used to go. Why? Because you were continuing in the truth. You were abiding in the truth. You have become acquainted with the truth and you don't want nothing else but truth. That's how you know that you're getting to know God, that you're becoming acquainted with God because you're doing what he's doing. You're seeing what he's seeing and now you're doing what he's doing and you're saying what he's saying. Why? Because you have become acquainted with God. 
is more than just saying I do to him. Anyone can say yes to someone, but your actions have to follow what you're saying yes to. I may tell you, yes, I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to clean your house. But if I never arrive at your house to clean it, it's looking like I went back on what I said. It has to be action behind what you're saying. This is what was going on with Ezra. Ezra said he prepared his heart to seek the Lord. He had to make his heart ready. He had to set his heart. He had to establish his heart. If you have not set your heart, and this is what set means, when you um, have concrete and you pour out that concrete, it has to have time to set so it can become hard. Because if you mess with that concrete before it's set, it's not the way that it need to be. So this is how our hearts need to be. You just can't just go into the word and dive into the word and say, this is what I'm going to do. You got to make up your mind that you're ready to do what the word of God tells you to do. Some of us go in it, but we're not ready. We haven't set our heart. We have not made up our minds to say, this is what I'm going to do in spite of. This is um, where I'm going in spite of, you know, what I want to do. So this is what Ezra had to do. He had to turn loose of everything else to set his heart, to make his heart ready, to establish his heart, to seek the Lord. Because he wanted to know what God wanted. He wanted to teach the people what God wanted him to teach the people. But what? One thing he had to do when his heart was set, when it was established, now he's ready to do it. Some of us are not doing what the word of God says because our heart ain't set. It has not been made ready. When you make up your mind to do something, nobody will be able to take you from what you set your heart to do. Nobody will be able to change your mind because your heart is set. Nobody will be able to move you. People that are moved so quickly from the word of God is because their heart was never set on the word of God. Their heart was never made ready for the word of God. If you are a gossiper. And you set your mind to, I'm not going to gossip no more. Because the word tells me what a talebearer do. A talebearer reveals secrets. I don't want to be a talebearer no more. Because so I am setting my heart. I am establishing my heart to inquire of the Lord. To seek the Lord. To know what the Lord would have me to do. Don't bring that gossip to my house. I don't want to hear that. Because my heart is set. My heart has been established. When your heart gets set and established, you're not going to be moved by any and everything. The only thing that's going to move you is the word. Nobody would be able to move you. I don't care how good they look, how good they smell, how shaped they are, how much money they offer you. Money won't be able to move you off of what you believe concerning the word. Things won't be able to move you. People can show you a lot of things, but those things will not move you because you made up your mind. This is what I'm going to do. I love it in Daniel, and I I talked about Daniel so much. Daniel in chapter 1, when he was in Babylon, Babylon was like us being in the world. He was amongst the Babylons. 
And by him being amongst the Babylons, they wanted to teach him their ways of doing things. So the king wanted them to be taught for three years their language, their way of worship, their way of doing, their way of eating. So that's what the king wanted from Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But guess what? Daniel purposed in his heart. Purpose means Daniel say, I'm determined. I'm not going to turn my heart from God because you want me to eat from your table. Just because your table look good, it's got the wine, it's got finer things. Just because you are king and you allow me to sit at this table. He said, I am determined. I have purpose in my heart. I have set my heart that I'm not going to defile myself with what you got on your table. Come on, do we have some people in here that no matter if the president asks you, you to sit down with him and the president is out of order and God and you say no that's not the God I serve I'm determined not to sit down with you because I don't go on what you do oh my goodness we're gonna hit some stuff today yeah because see some people want to be seen heard and attached to and it doesn't matter what the person is offering you long as you can be seen long as you can be attached to as long as people can know look who I'm sitting with look who I'm um who asked me to come to their house I'm special you're rejected that's your problem that's rejection sitting at that table trying to find love in the wrong places but when you make up your mind and you determine no matter if they offer you a car if they offer you a house if they offer you all of these things you say no my heart is set it is established I'm not take come on that's what that's what happened y'all remember when was it Abraham he got offered all this stuff but Abraham said he wasn't taking nothing from him because he knew the God that he served and I'm paraphrasing it he said because if I take it from you they're gonna think that I'm looking to you and I'm not looking to God his heart was set he made up his mind this is what Daniel did Daniel was determined He said, I'm not eating it. I'm not defiling myself. How many of us have defiled ourselves with things that we know that we should not have done, but we did? How many? Do you know why? Because our heart ain't set. Our heart hasn't been established. Our heart have not been made ready to seek the Lord. He, He made his heart ready. He began to seek the Lord. Now after seeking the Lord, guess what he did? He did what the word was saying. Now God said, now you can teach my people the statutes because you're doing it yourself. We got too many people trying to teach somebody else how to live and your life is jacked up. I'm just going to put it out there. We got too many people trying to tell somebody else what to do, but we need to look into our house and we need to see where our heart is. Have we set our heart? Have we established our heart to seek the Lord? Have we made our heart ready? You know when your heart is ready because you ain't doing the same thing. Because you've been in the word so much that you don't want to do the same thing no more. Come on, it's more than just saying I do. 
There have to be some action after that I do. Just like married couples, it's easy to stand up here in a gown and nice suits and have your bridesmaid and all your bridal party. But when you say I do, you got to understand there's obedience in that I do. There's submission in that I do. And it's not to that man or the woman, it is to God. Because God honors marriage. Marriage is about God. It's a covenant that you're making before God. You're saying, this is my husband. This is my wife. Unto death. Y'all got to understand what death means. Unto death do you part. I may not like what he do. I may not like what he say. But unto death do us part. I'm in covenant with this man because of Jesus Christ. No matter how shaky it gets. See, my heart is established. My heart is fixed. Because I know what the words say. My heart is established and fixed because I know what God say about marriage. So when your heart is set and fixed on a thing, you don't just step out because you want to. Hello, somebody. I'm going there today. You don't just step out because you feel like it. Or because he ain't treating you right or she ain't treating you right. Now you're going to go get somebody to treat you right. I have something to tell you. The one you're going to get is going to be worse than the one you got. Because the one you've been with long enough, you know how they are. But the new one you get, hmm. Come on, you got to set your heart. You got to make your heart ready before the Lord. You just can't put anything before God. And this is where we're going. God was showing me a little illustration. So I need for people to mitch mass up for me. Put on your mask. And I want you to stand right there for me with your mask on. Athea. Well, I can use Gloria. Gloria, stand here in the middle. Okay. And Jennifer, stand there right there. Now, remember, we're talking about preparing our heart before the Lord, right? Preparing your heart means to make it ready, to keep it set, to establish it, to seek the Lord. This is what Ezra did. Ezra had to do this in order to do what the word was saying, and in order to teach the people. But this is what God showed me. Spirit, soul, and body. I'm going to show y'all something. hope y'all can hear me. I'm going to get over here. I want to show you something. This is the real you, right? That's your spirit. That's the part of you that got born again. That's the part of you that represent the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Sin cannot attack here. The devil can't touch this. Your spirit has been sealed until the day of redemption. Meaning that no sin can get here. No contamination can get here. Now your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotion is what the enemy is after. This is his playground right here. He plays with our minds every day. Your mind is your battlefield. Thoughts come before you. That are not right. That represent the world. And if you don't cast down those thoughts. That body is going to act just like the way you're thinking. 
For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, so does he become. So whatever she's thinking, if she's thinking about, Jennifer, you got to play this for me now. If she's thinking about chocolate cake, what is the body doing? The body is reacting to what she's thinking. If she's thinking, oh, I got a headache, what is the body doing? If she's thinking, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills, what is the body doing? If she's thinking, I need a man, what is the body doing? What is the body doing? Bring him on. Come on, let's be real, Jennifer. Bring him on. She need help with the farm. What is the body doing? Now she's saying bring him on. She need help with them animals. What is the body doing? Come on. Come on, for as a man thinketh. In his heart, so is. The body is going to follow, right? All of this over here, you already got. Everything you need is right here, but it can't get down there because the thinking is off. Right? right? So this is what's happening. I need some more people. Mitch, go over there a little bit. Somebody stand right here for me with a mask on. Come on, Carlton. You can come too, Kathy. Stand there. Go down a little bit, Gloria. Kathy, you stand there. I need one more person. Okay, come on. I want to show y'all something. I'm going to show you where we are. We have to make this reality. Stand right here. Go down, Jennifer. Stand right there. You see the spirit right at, way down there on the other end? Right? All of these things here is what's in your heart. Lusting at the material things. Unforgiveness. Greed. All of this is blocking from reaching out to what you already have. See, your heart ain't made, been made prepared. But once the soul over here gets into the word of God and say, I'm not going to be conformed to this world no more. I'm not going to be patterned after this world. I'm setting my heart. I'm ready. I'm ready to lose everything that's keeping me from receiving what the spirit has. So she's making up her mind. She said, I don't want. No, do it. What you don't want no more? Just moving on out the way. Greed. Unforgiveness. What is that? Lusting after material things. Guess what? Them getting closer to the spirit. The body follows the soul. The body is only going to move when the soul changes its mind. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. Your body going to continue to be weak if you're thinking, y'all can have a seat, if you're thinking weakness. Not all of you. I need spirit, soul, and body in play. Scratch out. So your body is only going to do what your mind is thinking. So this is what happens. If your body is if have ailments all the time. And your soul is constantly thinking about those ailments that body has been over. 
Because that's all the soul is thinking about. Oh, how I feel. I better not do this because if I do this, this is how I'm going to feel. I better not pick up this. If I pick up this, this is how I'm going to feel. My doctor told me not to do it, so I better not do it. See, you ain't getting your mind renewed on what the word tells you to do. The word is more powerful than man. So if you keep listening to man, you're going to stay bent over and they're going to try everything they can try to lift you up. And you're going to take everything they tell you to take until you afflict it with something in your liver, in your pancreas. And then they're going to tell you we can't cure that. So now you're ready to set your heart. Because man can't. I'm going to say this again. Come back, Kathy. Kathy represent man. Okay? She's going to represent man. She's going to represent the lawyer. She's going to represent the doctor. She's going to represent everything that man is. Don't get me wrong. We need these people here on earth. But we don't put these people... We don't call on these people before we see this is the problem. We put man before God. Remember, God is the creator. God is Elohim. He created us. We didn't create ourselves. So when the soul began to learn about Elohim, that he is my creator before I was even born in this world, he knew me. He knew all about me. He knew my name. He knew my parents. He knew everything. I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made. My life ain't based upon man. My life is based upon God. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to trust in the Lord with all my heart. I'm not going to lean no more to my own understanding. But I'm going to acknowledge him in all my ways. And he shall direct my paths. Now, the more she began to think that, the more she began to believe that, it's going to go deep. And when she do that, she's going to say, who is man? That I should be mindful of him. Now, look, man, you go ahead and take a seat. Now, watch this. By her preparing her heart and satin her heart and trusting God more than she trusts man, now she's going to feel the virtue of the spirit coming from the spirit unto the soul. Now, what is the body doing? Rejoicing and being glad because the spirit released the power based upon the word that was received. Now the body is leaping for joy. Now the body feels like I got some relief. Even though I'm feeling like I'm feeling, I still got some relief. Relief. Why? Because the soul stayed in the word, the mind. She set her heart. She made up in her mind. I'm only going to be established by the word. I'm not going to be established by what man says. I'm going to be established by what God say. Because see, man got to tell you what they know. That's what they went to school for. Y'all got to understand that. That's knowledge. That's, that's natural. 
But the wisdom we need is from above. That's why he said, ask for my wisdom from above. We get it from God and he will give it to us liberally. He don't withhold that from us. But our problem is we have set our hearts so much on man that we're mindful of whether man going to say yes or whether man going to say no. But when you set your heart on God before you get to man, it don't matter what man say. My heart is set. My heart is fixed. I'm trusting in the Lord and you're feeling the peace that's coming from your spirit. In spite of what you heard, in spite of what was said, you feeling so much peace in your spirit that you said it don't matter what they say. I know what God has said. And guess what the body is doing? If your body is never rejoicing, if your body is never lifting your hands or giving God some glory, it's because your heart ain't set, because your heart ain't fixed, because your heart ain't trusting God. You still trust in man and you haven't moved man out the way. Thank y'all. You got to move. That's where I'm going now. You got to move things out of your life. And some of us have dealt with these things so long, they have become a part of us that you don't even see what's there. Because it is running your life. This is why when we go to go back to Samuel, we went there last week. First Samuel, the seventh chapter. And this is what was going on. The Ark of Covenant had been taken from them. The Philistines had the Ark of the Covenant. But we know the Ark of the Covenant was coming back unto the people. But this is what was said unto the people from Samuel, which is a prophet. In verse 3. And Samuel spoke unto all the house of Israel, saying, If you do return unto the Lord with all your heart. This is what he said. You got to return to the Lord with all your heart. I'm telling you today. God want all your heart. He don't just want a piece of it. Y'all got to understand, he want all your heart, all your heart, not just a piece of it. He don't want your husband to have all your heart, nor your wife to have all your heart. He said, I want all your heart. When you give me all your heart, you and your husband can come together the way you need to. He said, I want all your heart. So then he began to say, to get all of your heart, put away these strange gods. He said, you got to put them away. You got to find out what's in your life that you've been holding on to. Remember those things that we, you know, the covetousness, the lust, the unforgiveness. He said, I want you to put away these things that's taking you away from me. So you need to ask the Lord, Lord, search me. And see what's in me. See what I'm holding, God. See whom I'm depending on more than I'm depending on you. See whom I'm trusting more than I'm trusting in you. God, if I lost these things today, would I be able to make it without having them? What do you have that you are putting before God to let people see you, hear you, be attached to you? If it's taken away from you, whom were you serving? Come on, we have a lot of stuff taken away from us. I remember it was years ago when something had happened. I can't remember what it was, but people were losing their homes. They were losing what they worked for. And some people were committing suicide. 
Why? Because those were their idols. Those were the things that they were looking up to. They were not looking unto God. We need to search ourselves and say, God, what am I holding on to more than I'm holding on to you? That if something happened to that thing or that person, God, where would I be? Would my trust still be in you or would it be in what was lost? So God is telling us today, you got to search yourself and say, God, what have I got that I'm putting before you that I have made an idol? This is what he's saying. If your whole heart is turned towards God, the only way it can be towards God is to get rid of these idols. Get rid of these strange gods. And then, and then it goes on to say, and prepare your hearts unto the Lord. The only way your hearts can be prepared is getting rid of things. Getting rid of things that you're holding on to. Sometimes, y'all, we hold on to things more than we're holding on to God. Do you know when we realize that? When something come in our lives that we wasn't expecting. And all of a sudden, we bowing down to that thing. Instead of giving God praise. Instead of thanking him and saying, God, in spite of this. I'm going to give you glory. You know more about the out. You know more about how it's going to turn out than I do. So God, I'm going to give you glory. Even in this, God, I'm going to praise you. It remind me of Paul and Silas. And y'all know Paul's journey. And how Paul, he was speaking truth and how he was persecuted. And when he began to speak to that spirit of divination and that spirit come out of that um, woman, they locked him and Silas up. Because they wouldn't get no more money from that. And as they locked them up, they didn't sit there and say, God, look where we are. Look where you done to us. They began to sing and they began to praise God, even in their um, stocks and even while they were beaten. They didn't say, man, come on, I don't clean your wounds. Come on and clean mine. No, they just began to rejoice. They began to give God glory. And then the Bible says, I want you to see the spirit. Remember, the spirit was right here. Paul and Silas is right The soul is there. Their mind is there. Their body is over there, racked in pain. They've been beat. They got chains on them for speaking the truth because they continued in the truth. And guess what? They realized that I have to continue in the truth because I spoke truth. But in order for them to know who I follow, I'm going to have to continue in what I spoke. I'm going to have to abide in this truth. And by them doing that, knowing the truth, through them singing those praises, through them praising the, pray, praying to God, the spirit woke up for them and the spirit began to release power to their bodies. And guess what? The doors of the prison opened because there was a suddenly. You got a suddenly on the inside of you. And that suddenly comes through the power of God and in order for you to have a suddenly you got to prepare your heart you got to make your heart ready you got to say God whatever I've been watching whatever I've been hearing that's not of you God I want to dismiss those things I want to turn off the television and I want to hear truth because men and women lie on TV every news channel got something different I'm going to turn them off. I'm going to go into the word because it's already written. God, I hear what man say. They don't know you. They only report what they get from somebody else. But this is my report, God. And this is what I'm going to believe. You can't believe something that you're not 
thing that you hear because it sounds good. It make you feel good, but it ain't God. But when you go into truth and say, God, sanctify me today in truth. I can't worry about my husband, what he want to do. God, I'm talking about me today. Sanctify me. Set me apart. Before you open this word, set me apart in truth. God, I want truth today. Truth within my inward parts. I have put the word in my heart so I won't sin it. Y'all get it? Let's go to Psalms 119. Y'all, isn't the word good? It got to be because it's hot in here. Oh, Jesus, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. But we give God glory. Hallelujah. Listen at this. In Psalms 119, verse 9, wherewith shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed, therefore, according to the word? With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Do you know why people keep doing stuff they shouldn't do? The word ain't hid. The word ain't in your heart. Don't tell me you can't stop doing what you're doing. The problem is you don't want to stop doing what you're doing. Because when you set your heart before God, when you prepare your heart before God, you don't only say you ain't going to do it, you don't do it no more. Let me give you a true story. It was of a minister. And I'm not going to call this minister's name. This minister was a, he'd be on the television and he was telling people about marriage and teaching on how you're supposed to love your wife and how you don't commit adultery, fornication and all of this. You know, this is God's body, teaching all of that stuff. But one day he got caught with a prostitute. And the thing was, they said he was set up. They had cameras in the room. And they set him up. And this is what he did. He repented. But guess what? He repented when he got caught. Because see, he had several occasions with this prostitute. This went on for months. It went on for months. And when he got caught, he stood before his congregation. And he began to repent. Why do we want to repent when we get caught? Now, if your heart was prepared, he said, you know what? I just um, fell for the temptation. But it should have been like, what's his name in the Bible? When Joseph, when he was before Potiphar's wife, she wanted to lay with him. But Joseph's heart was so set on the Lord. It was, and guess what? He didn't even have the Holy Spirit on the inside of him. Y'all, the power of God just come upon him for service. He don't have the Holy Spirit the way we have it. Don't tell me that you can't quit doing what you doing. This man, he fleed. He fleed. He fleed. He left. She pulled this thing off of him to set him up. It didn't matter. Because he knew I'm not sinning before my God. It ain't about you, woman. It's about my heart being set on not committing fornication. Because I know what my father said. Don't tell me you can't. Don't tell me you can't. Some people. Well, they're young. You know they're going to do what they want to do. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're young. They're going to do what they want to do. But when they make up their mind not to do something, they don't do it. They don't do it, and you don't either.
come on, go for a doctor's report and sit before the doctor and he tell you to quit eating all this pork and if you keep eating it, you're going to die. You throw the pork in the trash. You go home and clean out your refrigerator. You a changed man and a changed woman because you want to live and you don't want to die. So you go clean out everything, getting away pig feet, pork chop, everything to have a lot of salt in it, getting rid of the salt and turning to sea salt. You changing everything because the man told you to when you got the word of God. It was written before man learned about salt. God created it. My God. But whatever man say, we want to do it because we want to live. The Bible already tells you, you can live and not die. And declare the works of the Lord. But you got to go by his command. Y'all, have some ever been so good? And after you get over that thing, you like, my body... I believe it feel about right now. I believe I can just see it a little bit of this. A little bit of this thing going to hurt. My body feeling kind of right now. So you eat a little bit. One more month go by, you're fine. You eat a little bit more. Next thing you know, you keep eating and eating and eating. Next thing you know, you done fell out with what you ate. Now you're ready. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. If you help me, Jesus, you're lying. Your heart ain't been prepared. Your heart ain't right. You saying what you saying because of the situation that you're in. I'm not going to do this no more. I'm going to live right. I'm going to pray right. I'm going to speak in tongues. You don't have to do all that to get what God has already provided. The only thing you got to do is prepare your heart before him. When your heart is set and made ready, this minister... He said, I fell into temptation. Please forgive me for what I've done. Now, check this. If you teaching that long about fornication and how you love your wife and you've been teaching that for years and you just got through talking about another man, that's another preacher. That slept with a woman, got on open television, y'all, I watched it for myself, got on open television telling how this man was wrong for what he done. Then, not even a year later, you went a prostitute and the prostitute giving a testimony of what you done and they said, I still don't think he changed. Woo. I don't want to hear nothing he got to say. Because if you're teaching on that so long, it should be so rooted in you that even when temptation comes, you can submit to what's in you and you can resist Satan. You cannot resist Satan if you ain't submitting to God. The problem is we leave submit out and we try to resist something and we haven't submitted to God. So this is what I'm saying. When your heart is prepared and it's set and it's ready. Y'all, this is what angers me. And I know it angers the Holy Ghost and why I get so angry. I get tired of lame excuses from Christians. Let's just be honest. Say you've done it because you want to do it. Quit lying to yourself. And saying, I didn't want to. Yes, you did. If a woman's in the room naked and you slept with her and you say you didn't want to do it, why you sleep with her then? 
You did what you wanted to do. Don't say, I love you, and you slept with the woman. Say, you know what? I lost my love for you because I slept with somebody else. Love don't lay down and sleep with nobody else. Love laid down his life and didn't have to lay it down again because the love of God done away with sin once and for all and didn't have to go back and do it no more. Did y'all catch what I said? Do we have that love in us as Christians? My Bible tells me the love of God is shed abroad in my heart. Through the Holy Ghost. So when I know about his love. And I know about what he done for me. I can't do anything against that man. No. No matter who tempts me. No matter who comes into my face. Come into my face. I know whom I belong to. And whom I'm married to. I'm married to him first. So being married to him first, I don't have to do or commit adultery. Because I'm married to him. First of all, I'm sinning against God. That's the first thing. I ain't worried about him. If I love God so much, I'm not going to sin against him. So guess what? I'm not going to do nothing against my husband. I'm tired of these lame excuses with these Christians. Your heart ain't prepared, it ain't set. Because if your heart is prepared and set, you will not be in some of the things that you're getting into. Oh, I got to go there, y'all. This is a long series. And I pray that the Lord opens your eyes and allowed you to see. He allowed us to see where we are. Some of us don't want to really see where we are because it hurts. Yeah, the flesh need to hurt. Because when we really set our heart towards God, we will not hold grudges against people. We're determined to get rid of offense. We're determined to get rid of all of these things that's coming against us. So we see what Ezra did. We see what Samuel told the Israelites. This is what you got to do. And that verse under that said they did get rid of those gods. That's when God knew, okay, you getting rid of your gods. So I see that you preparing your heart now. Because you getting rid of what you were serving, whom you were serving. Then the Lord began to show me Jehoshaphat, y'all. And first, um, second Chronicles, the 20th chapter. Y'all remember Jehoshaphat and how the armies was coming up against Jehoshaphat. And one thing I love that Jehoshaphat did, he began to cry out to the Lord. How many of us begin to cry out to the Lord when we have things just coming? These were three mighty armies. Y'all think about this. Not one. How many of us have had trial after trial after trial? Here come one and then another one is at the door waiting to come in and then here comes another. So Jehoshaphat had fear, but what did he do? He began to seek the Lord. He began to call the people together to seek the Lord. And they began to seek God. And as they began to seek God, guess what Jehoshaphat was doing? He was reminding himself. He was talking to God, but he was reminding himself of everything that God did. But at the end, I love this. He said this at the end of that prayer in verse 12. Oh, our God, would thou not judge them? For we have no might 
against this great company. You know what he was doing? He was humbling himself. He knew he didn't have might. He knew they didn't have it. He said that cometh against us. The problem with us Christians, quit lying to yourself. Some of us know what's going on with us and we be lying, saying, no, that ain't going on with me. Until you can humble yourself and recognize what's before you, then you're missing out on what God already have for you. So Jehoshaphat humbled himself and then he said, neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Come on, that's humility. We need to say within a, I don't know what to do. When somebody come to you, you need to say, I don't know what to do, but I know a God who can. I don't want your dependency to be upon me. I want it to be upon God. Come on, we can trust man so much. We'll sit there and we'll wait for man to give us an answer. And God said, I'm your answer. Call on me and I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things. When I first started out, um, after I got saved, I wouldn't really go into the word myself. I was lazy. So what I would do is connect with a prophet. And I would talk to that prophet to let the prophet talk to me. And it made me feel good to know that that's right. That's right. That's true. That's true. So it made me feel good for them to give me a word from the Lord. But my dependency was on them and not the word that they gave me. I want y'all to understand something. They were true prophets. But the problem was I was looking to them, but I wasn't looking to the word that they were giving me. They gave me the word, but I depended on them more than I depended on the word. How how can I say that? Because I called them back instead of getting into it myself and saying, God, show me what the word has to say to me. You don't spoke to them. Not God, I need for you to speak to me. So guess what happened? He sent a prophet in, and this prophet, I called him a lying prophet. But they didn't lie. <laughs> they said, God said, you will not receive another word from anyone else. God said, he wants you to get in the word for yourself. I said, that's a lying demon. I sure did. I said, that's a lying prophet. God ain't going to do me like that. I said, he ain't going to leave me by myself like this. God can't do me like that. But he did. And that caused me to open the word for myself. That caused me to spend nights at a time with God. That caused me to get on my face even the more and cry out to God. That caused me to say, God, if you can't, nobody else can. That caused me to have a, such a dependency on God that I just left my husband to himself. I wasn't worried about what he did, how he did it. I wasn't worried about none of it. I said, God, here I am. Help me, Lord. And when he saw my heart, God knows some of y'all heart. And God is saying, your heart ain't right before me. You're doing things just to get recognized. You're not doing it because I told you to do it. You're not doing it because you really want to do it. You're doing it for people to see me, hear me, and be attached to me to say, look at what I have. He said, your heart ain't right. He said, when you do things unto me, you don't care how people look at you. You don't care how people, the way people feel about you. The only thing you do is just begin to cry out to me even the more and say, God, I don't know what to do about this. I don't know what to do about that. God, I know they don't like me, but God, I need for you to strengthen me today to get me through what I'm going through. And when God knows that your heart is right, that's when change begins to come.
So Jehoshaphat cried out to God. He cried out with his whole heart. After he cried out and God knew his heart was right, he sent a prophet. The prophet began to speak to Jehoshaphat. He began to tell Jehoshaphat, this is what you have to do. So Jehoshaphat and them did that. And guess what? They lined it up some praisers. And as they began to praise God, guess what? The enemies were defeated. But that ain't the end of this. But guess what happened, y'all? After that win, after everything was over, look at verse 33. How be it? The high places were not taken away. For as yet the people had not prepared their hearts unto the God of their fathers. Look at that. The battle was won. But the people still had not taken away some things. Sometimes our intentions are right before God. But there are still some things in our life that we hadn't removed. God said it's time to remove these high places. It's high places, a place you have above God. That's why the Bible say cast down imaginations. And every high thing that exalts itself above high thing, above the knowledge of God. What are you looking up to more than you looking unto God? What satisfy you more than God? Y'all, I had talked to someone. And I was so hurt within my heart when I heard this. And I understood why they said this. It's because they really didn't know God. They really didn't have a relationship with God. But one thing that people began to say is, I don't think being spiritual can help me right now. Mm-hmm. This is what people saying. Basically, I don't think turning to God can help me with what this is what the world is coming to that's why you could say the world is coming to an end they were more dependent on what they had to do than what god had done i don't think being spiritual can help me but guess what they were speaking truth they were speaking based on how they felt the word of god couldn't even penetrate that place Because they had so much hurt, so much disappointment. Come on, some of you are there right now. That's called a hardened heart. That's called a heart that's so hard that it have to, the word have to keep coming and coming and coming in order for that heart to become unhard. They were more sensitive to what they were going through than the word of God. Come on, we got some Christians like that. You're more sensitive to what's going on in your life than you are to the word. Come on, y'all. It's time for the churches to prepare their hearts. You got the churches now crying out to God like they're begging God to do this and to do that because they don't want people to look at them as a lying prophet. If we spend more time saying, God, show me me. See, people that want people to look up to them so bad, that's the problem. That's what you've been spending more time in, trying to come up with rituals. Trying to come up with things to get people to be more attached to you than to God. It ain't about you. You're supposed to be crucified with Christ. 
It's no longer us who live, but it's Christ who lives in us. And the life that we now live, we live by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and who died for us. My life is not my own anymore. I can't do what I used to do. I have to talk to him and say, God, is it the time to do this? Is it the time to do that? Is it the time to look good in these things? Or is it time for me to be still and know that you're God? I got a problem with covenants. I got a problem with greed. I got a problem with adultery and fornication God my heart ain't right cause I keep going to these things after I say I'm not gonna do it I'll give you an example you can buy something after when you look at it it look good amen somebody it looks good I can buy me a nice purse it look good But after a while, it's left in the car by itself. It ain't like it used to be no more. It's in the trunk. Sometimes it gets thrown in the back seat and throw something over it. It ain't like... Pastor, let me hold that pocketbook. See, I'm going to show you something. Let me just do this. How you like me now? You know how people say, oh my God, they didn't have on a mask. Got me a nice Brahmin uh, going in the grocery store. And ain't got number five dollars in it. But I'm rocking that bomb that Brahmin, y'all. I want people to see it. And if I don't think you saw it, I do. Uh-huh. And I just walk through the store and act like I'm looking for different stuff. And then I see somebody I know and I be Yes, yes, yes. But then after a while, when it get old, I go in the store without the Brahmin. Don't need the Brahmin no more. I need something else now to replace that Brahmin. I saw another one now. And I need another one. Miss Mary, can I borrow your Brahmin? I need black. I'm through with that one now, so I got to get me a, a smaller one. And see, I, you know, you got to get all... Kind of ones, you know, and I got to get to walk with that thing. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking. Now, honey, I got to go more to Walmart. You got to take me to the mall. They got to really know I'm rocking this Brahmin. Now, after a few weeks, I don't want that one no more. That ain't good enough. See, I done been on the internet. And I done saw some that look better than what they got. Not that they look good now. They look good. So I got to go get another one. I ain't quite satisfied, so I got a whole closet full of them. Can't choose which one I want, right? Because it ain't enough. Another style done come out. So I got to have that style of Brahmin, right? But then I got to stop and ask myself. I got to ask myself. Self? What are you getting out of all them Brahmas? Why are you after all those Brahmas? What is the purpose of that? Have we ever stopped to ask ourselves, 
What is the purpose of me getting what I'm getting? Why do I have to have it? Is it because I really need it or just because I want it? So I have to check my heart and see where my heart is. Lord, have I given my heart more to things than I have given it to you? Don't get me wrong. It's all right to have these things. But don't let these things have you. I can't have Brahman if my kids need shoes. I can't have Brahmins if my light bills do. I can't have Brahmin if my house. And some of these things, y'all, we get because we're not satisfied. When you're not satisfied with what you. Hold on. Let me take off these shoes. When you're not satisfied with what you have, you're going on a prowl. You know, when I got ready to say that. Men and women, when you're not satisfied with your mate. You go on a prowl hunting. You changed your appearance. Some of us may try to look different. Women, you may try to fix up your face more, get your hair done more, because you want people to look at you. Your pants is tighter. Your shirt is tighter. Things become tight because you want people to see your hips. You want them to see your boobs. You want them to see, I still got it. So you don't go to the mall to shop for clothes. You go to the mall to get eyes turned on you so you will know you still look good, you know, at that age. And you're safe. Men, you want to get more muscle sometimes. You want people to look at, let me ask you something. The things that we're getting, who are we trying to attract? Some people don't have to want to attract just because they get muscles. Some people want to be fit. Some people, you know, just say, I want to keep my body in alignment. That's good if that's what you want to do. But you need to ask yourself, what's behind that? Because if my wife is satisfied with me and I'm healthy, why do I want to go do something else? If a woman want to walk all day just to, for good health, that's good. But if a woman want to go walking and lifting weights because she want to be seen, heard, and attached to, drop the weights. Because it's getting ready to get you trapped. Your heart ain't right. Things we do, we do it because we see other people do it. Because when you set your heart for something you want, you don't have to see nobody else do it. You do it. Listen to what I'm saying, y'all. Things that I want to do, I'm not going to do it because Sister Deborah want to do it. My heart has already been set to do it, so that's what I'm going to do. Not because she done it. I'm going to do it because that's where my heart is. We need to check our heart. And we need to check out what we're doing and see if we're doing it unto God or if we're doing it unto the world. That's why we give. If I got too much of something and I'm not using it, I give it away. What use is it doing for me? We got to check our heart and see what we have that we're holding on to that really didn't belong to us. It belonged to some, y'all, it's a heart thing. The change is the heart. And until our hearts are changed and in the right place for God, we're going to keep doing the same stuff that we're doing because we're missing something in our lives and we're trying to collect other things to fulfill what we're missing.
And God said, we got to let go of this. And when God show you these things for years, my husband been telling me. You need to quit putting stuff in that attic. It's easy to do. You put this up there. You don't have to worry about it. It's up there. Nobody see it. Right. And the Lord began to tell me, he said, things that you don't see, you don't miss. I'm like, okay. If you got it up there in the attic and you don't forgot about it, what use is it for you? So let me tell you, when my eyes come open, y'all, I went up there in that attic and took him with me. I was a locomotive full of the Holy Spirit. And I threw it all out, what needed to be thrown out, and I donated. I think we had 20 bags. This is embarrassing, but it's the truth. I didn't know it was up there. We had about 20 bags of clothes, which didn't belong to him. They belonged to me from that, the old house to the new one. I had packed them up, didn't want to take time to go through them. But when I went through them, I said, somebody else can use this besides me. If I ain't wore it yet, I ain't going to wear it. I ain't going to get my hopes up. So we took all of it to goodwill. Let me tell y'all something. God is preparing our hearts if you want them prepared. He'll show you what you're holding on to. And he'll let you know what you need to get rid of if you want to get rid of it. Some of us hold on to things to say, look what I got. God said, look who can use what you have because you're not using it. So get rid of it. And that's what I did. I didn't hold on to it. So God is saying, whatever you're holding, even in your home, that ain't benefiting you, it could benefit somebody else. Give it to them. Loose it. Let it go. It will take a load off. Y'all don't know how much of a load it took off me when I can walk in my attic and say, Jesus. Because it's new. What am I saying? God will take what the enemy meant for harm. He'll turn it around and make it for your good. I have a new identity now. I don't have to base my life on old stuff. This is what I'm saying. We need to get rid of the old so the new can come. And the more I renew my mind according to who I am, that old won't bother me no more. We need to dig up, y'all, these things that we're holding, that we have planted in our heart, that it's no use to us no more. And it's holding us from getting what the Spirit has. Anyone who spends more time looking for things to satisfy them, you're not where you need to be with the Lord. You're not. If you're looking for things to satisfy you that you think is going to make you happy, after a while, them things, I got to say this, it's popping up. God is using this for some reason. Even with a husband, they get old. Even with a wife, they get old because you get used to them. You don't miss them to the gone. People get old to you. You don't treat them like you used to treat them when you first knew them. Hello, somebody. Oh, 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 that's just Deborah. But when you first saw Deborah, Deborah was all this and that. Oh, this Deborah, oh, this Deborah. When you got used to Deborah, you really didn't miss her. Come on, when you get used to your mate, you know your mate is there, but it ain't the same no more. That's why you got to keep that love alive. 
That's why you got to keep whispering them sweet nothings. You got to tell them how special they are every day. You got to tell them I appreciate what you do. You got to let them know that you are appreciated. Because you may not get that opportunity. That's why when you go into the word of God and the word of God is speaking to you and you make a deposit. When you begin to open your mouth, the deposit that you made is coming out of your mouth and it's life to someone that need to hear it. But if it's in your head, it ain't moving a fly. Whatever's in your heart is what moves. Because when you speak out of your heart, you speak with authority. When you speak out of your head, it's just head. You didn't even believe what you said. So it's time, y'all, to have a heart change. It's time to quit playing around when it comes to the word of God. Either we're going to believe the word or we're not. And you cannot believe something that you're not getting in every day. People are not getting in the word of God every day. They're hitting and missing it. They're not taking the time to talk to God every day. They're too busy on jobs. They're too busy trying to find something else to satisfy them. I don't have time to pray that long like everybody else. Oh, yes, you do. Look in your life and see what you can give up. And say, this is what we're saying, moving things out the way. Lord, I got to spend more time with you than I'm spending on my job. Some of us spend more time on jobs than we spend with Jesus. And when you give him first place, we don't have to do all that we do because God has made a way so we can rest in him. Y'all, I enjoy being with them. Because that helps me to know more about me. To know more about what I need to do. Or whom I need to go to and say, forgive me for that. That wasn't right. Because the more time I spend with him, the more things cannot take his place. I always told my husband, I said, am I crazy? He said, what are you talking about? I said, because people think they can just run over me. They think they can just throw me away and I just don't say nothing. You know why? Because I don't have to. Because God said, vengeance is mine, I shall repay. See, when people don't like what you do or what you say, they talk about you. They talk down about you. But y'all, I got over that a long time ago and I just move on down the road. Why? Because I'm giving you truth. And if they hated him, they're going to hate me. I ain't got time to babysit. I ain't got time for jealousy. I ain't got time for rejection. Let me tell you why. Because that's not going to take his place. We got to get to the point nothing takes his place. And even when it tried to take, take his place. And when we realize it. Oh, you're getting out of here. Let me give you one more. Might be one more. That was me talking. We look at David, y'all. Go to Psalms 57. I'm just going as I'm led. Psalms 57. And let's hear what David had to say. And I believe it is 57. 57, 7. My heart is fixed, O God. My heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. Y'all know why David said that? It's because he was fleeing from Saul. And see, Saul was out to kill David. He wanted to really get rid of David. Because David was getting praises from the people and Saul got jealous. So Saul was out to kill David. 
David had opportunity after opportunity to kill Saul. But when David realized that he had cut away a piece of Saul's robe, he, his heart smote him. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Your heart's supposed to smote you. Your heart's supposed to be in a place that when you do somebody wrong, you can't rest. So David knew I done him wrong and he repented before God and he didn't even kill Saul. You know why? That's why he said, my heart is fixed. My heart is fixed. My heart is set. My heart is established. My heart has been made prepared before you, God. That's why he ain't dead. When your heart is fixed before the Lord, you won't even kill your worst enemy. You won't do it. So David's heart was so fixed. And, it, and, and this is why the Bible said that David loved the Lord with all of his heart. Not that David did not sin, y'all. He sinned with Bathsheba. He killed um, Uriah. He lied. He did all of these things. But when God sent the word to David from the prophet, David said, I'm not worrying about man. I didn't sin against man. I sinned against God. And David began to have a change of heart. That's how you know that you have prepared your heart before God. You're not going to stay in that sin. You're going to come out of that sin and say, "Uh uh-uh. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You're not going to keep on committing that same act when your heart is prepared before the Lord. You're going to get rid of that. Because you know what the word of God says. So God is talking about preparing his heart. Think about where your heart is. And who your heart has been for. And what your heart has been for. If that got taken away from you. Who were you really dependent on? Was it God? Or was it that thing? So God is saying. Miracle temple. It's time for us to prepare our hearts. It's time for us to get our heart right before the Lord. And as we get our heart right before the Lord, we'll be able to do what the word of God is telling us to do. If we're not doing it, our heart ain't right. If somebody got to keep staying on you and after you to tell you to do something, your heart ain't right. Because if your heart is for what God has placed in your hand, you're going to do it unto the Lord and nobody have to tell you what to do. It's going to be on point. It's going to be on point. And I can say this, rest his soul, John Morrell. When John was over dance, and I mean his heart was there in dance. I never had to mess with John. I would give him the songs and say, John, I need for you to meditate on this song because I need a dance off of this song. John would meditate on that song. And I tell you what, those dancers he had behind him, he would work them out. Because his heart was for the things of God. He didn't do things half-heartedly. He wanted to do it right before the Lord. And when you saw him dance, he gave it all, even in his body movements, in his face. Oh, let me tell you something. When your heart is before the Lord, everything, your body is reacting to what? Okay, y'all. I heard Miss Sky. I have to say this. My baby Sky at the TV in the kitchen. They sent me a video and Sky was acting me out with the movement of my hands. <laughs> Kids, watch. And the words I was saying, she was moving her hands with it. She might be an interpreter up in here for people that need that, right? But anyway, when your heart is for, for God, your body follows. 
when you dance, when you sing, anybody that's singing before the Lord is like this. I love you, Lord, and I lift my heart to worship you. Oh, my soul, rejoice, rejoice. Take joy, my king, in what you hear. I'm just tired. But somebody up there that's really singing with their whole heart, they get you to jumping. They get you to moving. Why? Because the spirit of the Lord that's in them is releasing that power that's coming to you and you can't do nothing but just jump and just dance. But if you're just singing, just to say our song is dry. Everybody just saying, just See, when you meditate on the songs that you're singing and they become a part of you, your body start reacting as you're singing. Because it's so much in your heart, you ain't worrying about what people say. You just moving. The Holy Spirit just got you moving. Your body just all over the place. Why? Because you rejoicing before the Lord. Why? Because it's coming from your heart. You see more people dancing the worldly songs better than they dance to God. Say folk. Mm-hmm. Show off. You know why? Because their heart is not prepared. They have not turned away from the world. You're bringing the world into church. The more you meditate on the word of God, guess what? The spirit of God is going to begin to move in the midst of the people. And it's going to be moves that the world ain't doing. It's going to be totally different. Oh, y'all, this series on preparing your heart. I haven't even got over half of it. Because God wants us in here to get our hearts so prepared and ready for what's yet to come. That these things don't move us like that. COVID-19 have moved the church so much. That they don't want to praise God like they used to. Don't. Don't want to show up in the house of God. And, and let me tell you something. It's okay. If that's where you are, that's fine. But you got to get to a place. That you saying, God, you have given us a way to fellowship. You have given us a way, God, to lift up your name in praise. And God, with everything that's within me that comes from you, God, I'm going to give you some praise because we find time to go everywhere else and we stay in restaurants for two hours picking out. Y'all better let the light shine in your brain. You stay in restaurants and you eat for two hours. You go to people's houses and you sit in there, but then you don't want to come in the house of God and sit for two hours because they tell you you don't want to do it because you would get COVID-19. So people are saying, don't go to church. But go to Pig, go to Food Line, go to Walmart, go to the drugstore. Go wherever you want to go, but don't show up in the church. All those are buildings. You are the church. We got some problems, y'all. And we need to resolve those problems through preparing our hearts. 
making our hearts ready, getting them set on the things of God. Whatever you set yourself to do, you will do it. Y'all, me and my husband for the past week, or it's been maybe over a week, we had tore down three bedrooms in our house. Everything had to come out. And I'm going to tell you something. When you set your mind to do something, set your heart to get something done, I helped this man. Thank God for my husband because it's so funny, y'all. With the help of the Holy Ghost, bedroom furniture, all this stuff we had to put back in the rooms. So I got so tired, y'all, it was funny. My husband said, come on, we're going to get this mattress. When he set his mind, everything that was tore out of those rooms, all the carpet, it was on the front porch. This man got him missing. And I said, where is he at? He's staying outside too long. He took all that carpet and moved it himself. He came back into the house. And we had to move all the furniture. He said, pick this up like this, man. I said, okay. I picked it up and it slipped right in my hand. I said, wait a minute. Just wait a minute. Jesus, help me, Jesus. We got to get this bed back in there. I got to lay down tonight, Jesus. So he said, all right, man, we'll pick it up. So I said, okay. Picked it up, slipped again. Let me tell you what this man did. God gave him strength. He, that's my man, y'all. He took that mattress. He just leaned it over on him. He said, pick it up now. Come on. He did that for me with the help of the Holy Ghost. We got all that furniture in that room, right? So now... I followed his lead. I made up my mind. We can do this together. When two, unless two walk together, how can they be in agreement? Me and him got in agreement that night. But let me tell you what. I had to get him back. I went in that house and started cleaning out closets. He said, man, I said, come on, come on, we're going to do this. Got two closets cleaned out. And then went in the attic. God is good, y'all. Why am I using this? When you make up your mind and you set your heart to do something, you can do it with the help of the Holy Ghost. You cannot do it sitting there and saying, Lord, how am I going to get this done? Lord, when am I going to get this done? And two months pass and it still ain't done. You got to get up and you got to ask for help and say, Lord, I need your help. I ain't got the energy or the motivation to do this, but I know with your help, I can get it done. Now I'm depending on him. And y'all, when I look around, I say, thank you, Jesus. That's what I'm saying today. When you take the time to get in your word and be in here more than you in everything else, you can look around and you can begin to see change in your body Change in your finances, change in your children, change on your job. You begin to see so much change. You giving God so, you just giving them glory because you know, God, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't been able to get through what I have gone through. Let's get in the word. Let's become the church that God want us to be. It's not about us, y'all. 
It's all about him. He wants us to get in the place so we can represent him on this earth. So we can bring glory to him. So he can be glorified through us. So we can be set apart to this world. Letting them know whom we serve. And the only way you can do it is to begin to prepare your heart before the Lord. Make it ready and set and establish it in the things of God and begin to do what God is telling you to do. And that way you can teach others. You cannot teach nobody nothing that you haven't set your heart to do yourself. I'm not talking about quitting it this day and going back to it. I'm talking about quitting it completely. And you can do it when you set your heart. Amen. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Do we have any announcements?